What is going on guys? Back at it with another episode. I'm trying to keep myself honest here and I'm trying to, what I'm thinking about doing is recording a couple of episodes at a time when I'm in a little bit of a groove with my notes and just kind of go at it and then I'll just publish them at different times to help myself out. So, and I'm, I'm all about transparency. I mean, I don't have to share these things, but I just feel like I'm a regular person and, you know, how do you get into podcasting and, you know, finding the time to do things like this? You know, I just want to be completely transparent and open about, you know, how I'm how I'm doing it and, you know, what's going on. I'm not doing anything fancy here. I'm just trying to make it work like every, everything else. So uh, today talking about muscle loss uh, in quarantine. A lot of people I can imagine are worried about muscle loss. I've actually you know, kind of looked into it a little bit and it's a very, very highly searched topic right now. It's very big in the fitness industry. You see a lot of hashtags about it, a lot of YouTube content creators talking about it at this time. Um, and you know, it's something that has to be a worry for some, some people, you know, whether you are a, excuse me, fitness veteran or you are a noob or a rookie, you know, in the gym or not just in the gym, but you know, lifting weights or, being athletic, if you're new to it or a veteran, you have to be a little bit concerned about how your muscle uh, development will be affected during quarantine. Um, and so I'll just hop right into it, you know, starting there. So for starters, the good news is that muscle loss um, shouldn't really be a major, major concern for you during quarantine. Um, unless you fit into one category, which I'll get into later. Uh, what might be a bigger concern for you actually is strength loss. Um, when you're going through periods of not consistently working out, um, you are way more likely and pretty much guaranteed to lose strength um, on, on your lifts. So whether those are your accessory movements, like your, you know, smaller muscle group movements or, you know, you know things like that, or it's a compound movement where it's, you know, working large muscle groups. So obviously, you know, I, I'm a power builder, they call it. I like to do power lifting and bodybuilding. And I'm at risk of, you know, when I get back, I'm probably most likely going to have a, 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 you know, a lower squat bench and deadlift. Now, the funny thing about it is the last time I, I took maybe four to six months off of my deadlift, I actually increased in strength, but I was still doing a lot of accessory movements around it. So I feel like in a sense that rest kind of uh, did me you know better than good, but it's a little bit different because um, I'm not doing barbell compound movements right now as I only have a dumbbell set up. So I don't think that same kind of result would happen. Um, and definitely on a squat and bench. And a lot, some of it is strength loss. Um, a little bit of it may be muscle loss. But again, that's not a big concern. Um, the, the real reason that you're going to come back and, you know, lose some strength and lose some pounds on your lifts is, the, is that you are just going to be, you know, out of rhythm with it. You know, getting the technique back, getting comfortable back under the bar. You know, the things that we kind of do with weights aren't really normal when you really, really think about it. Like thinking about myself, you know, it's how, how normal is it, you know, to lay on your back and put 300 pounds in your hand and press it. Like when are you ever doing anything even remotely similar in life? That's not like a real life situation really ever. You don't ever really find yourself having to do those type of things. So, um, 
it goes away out of, you know, commonly if you're not doing it for a while, you know, you get out that rhythm. So really a part of it is just building that rhythm back. And that's why I think if you look at the research, you'll find that research shows, you know, strength comes back pretty much relatively quickly. Um, and I don't think it's just like magic. I think a part of it is just the fact that you probably lost a little bit of strength, quote unquote, because your technique is not, you know, back and your body is not warmed up to it as it usually is when you're doing it, you know, uh, one to three times a week. You know, when you haven't done it for multiple weeks at a time or maybe even months at a time or, you know, some people go longer droughts, you know, you just don't have that natural feel for it anymore. And you kind of got to get back into a rhythm. Some things you pick up easy, like, you know, maybe shooting a basketball. Right. You know, some people, if you're a natural shooter, you know, you could not touch a basketball for months and pick it up and, you know, have a decent percentage on your jump shot. But for others. I mean, for other kind of activities, you know, like weightlifting, it doesn't really translate as well. Um, you know, it's kind of like riding a bike. I rode a bike for the first time in 10 years about a week or so ago with my girlfriend. Um, before, Actually, before I even rode with my girlfriend, just trying it out. And, you know, that was the first time. And I picked it right back up. That muscle memory, in a sense, is still there. Um, it's still pretty fatiguing. Could I go out and ride 10, 20 miles on a bike? Probably not. But... Um, you know, I could definitely still ride it. The muscle memory is still there and I didn't lose that at all in a sense. Um, so, you know, those are just things that you want to think about. Strength loss is a little bit more of a concern if you're not able to do compound lifts, if you're not able to really lift heavy in the time that you're missing from the gym. So back to muscle loss, right? You're, you're worried that, you know, all of a sudden you're going to go back to the gym after two to three months and your biceps are smaller, your legs are smaller or whatever. And they might be slightly um, at a very, very small percentage in a sense if, you're, if you weren't able to stimulate the muscle at all. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of you don't have anything to worry about. So research shows, and I don't have the exact statistics in front of me. Um, you know, that's not something that I'm in the mood to do right now. I'm keeping this a lot more laid back of an environment for myself. Um, but for sure, muscle... Uh, you know, we've seen in statistics, you can look it up for yourself, that unless you're doing absolutely pretty much no activity, you can expect to retain 90%, if not more, of your muscle uh, for, you know, up to, I believe, the the week, um, the, the, the time frame is anywhere up to about eight weeks uh, for sure. So that's if you're doing absolutely nothing. If you're stimulating your muscle with resistance bands or uh, cardio or uh, any type of workouts at all or if you're you know like me you're able to do full-on dumbbell workouts up to a decent weight you're definitely you know in good shape to not really lose any uh muscle at all it doesn't go that quickly and if you think about it just think about your life you know like i think about you know some of my family members or like older friends you know who maybe were big lifters you know, at certain phases and then they fall off for a couple of years. It's not like you never could tell that they ever lifted usually, right? If they were consistent for a good amount of time, you know, five, six, seven years of lifting and built some nice arms or a nice, you know, whatever, decent physique, as long as they don't just let their body fully go to waste, you can see a resemblance usually of that muscle still there. And it's definitely going to lose some size in that time. But you can definitely tell that they used to work out. And a lot of that strength is still even there for them, you could tell, right? Um, my, you know, just thinking about my family. You have family members who haven't really lifted for a long time. But, you know, they, they can pick up a weight at any time or 
move you know a large piece of furniture and not really have big issue and do things like that just like i can so your muscle and your strength doesn't just you know magically go away so that's one thing to be less worried about when you're talking about quarantine is that you're not going to just automatically start losing muscle now um obviously like i said if you're not taking care of your diet and you're being careless you know there's always a risk um and you definitely are not being optimal so that definitely could enhance your chance of um losing muscle as a result or losing even more strength as a result or just you know kind of losing your physique and that that toning so um one thing i definitely really made important was that i knew there was a point where i was going to start my diet like i mentioned in the last episode and you know because of that i knew i wanted to be pretty strict with my diet and track my macros and not just jump in and and wing it because the fact that i'm not able to get into a uh my normal gym and cardio routine like I like to. I like to lift really heavy. I like to get on the Stairmaster since I'm not able to do those things right now. What I can do is be pretty much per, you know, perfect with my diet So and my supplementation, right? So supplementation is a very, very, very small part. But when you, know, you have other factors affecting things, um, the quality of your lifts, like the gym being closed, what I can do is make sure that you know, I have A-plus nutrition, A-plus supplementation, and then, you know, I'm making the best of my workout so that'll help where rather, you know, I'd rather it be A-plus, you know, fitness, A-plus, you know, A to B to A, you know, nutrition too or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. I can only control what I can control, and that's the best way I can go about it. So, um, you know, I'm making adjustments as I go. You know, I'm definitely not making any excuses. I'm still trying to pull off the best physique I've ever had. That's just a goal of mine, and it always is each year. This was going to be my last, last real, real bulk of me putting on a ton of weight, you know, depending on the results. Uh, most likely, just because I don't like to, you know, be that. I like to more be lean the year round. I don't like to fully lose my abs and do things like that and get uncomfortable in clothes. I want to build a all, you know, all year physique that I'm really, really proud of. You know, maybe not maintaining a super shredded six pack all year, but in the winter, even still having some semblance of abs and still fitting into clothes pretty normally, but still being allowed to enjoy all the foods that I like to enjoy, but not pig out, you know, obviously, so that I can stay pretty fit, stay in pretty good shape. And then when the summer rolls around, hit like a mini cut, you know, anywhere from a four to six week type diet, and I'll be right back looking, you know, pretty good. You know, maybe a little bit longer, maybe eight weeks or something like that. But I definitely wouldn't have to do a full 12 or 16 week diet would be the hope for sure. So that's it, guys. I just wanted to get into that topic a little bit. Fitness topic. I'm going to be bouncing back and forth between fitness and education type topics, mental health type topics. Um, and again, if you want to be on the show, shoot me a DM my teaching coaching radio or on my personal page at J-A-L-A-I underscore underscore. I'd love to have anybody on and just kind of answer fitness questions or education questions if you're not in the field. And if you are in the field, get perspective of how you contribute and your views and point of view on certain things. So whatever, you know, that may be. So I'm definitely looking to start up soon, you know, with friends and whoever. But anybody who's this reaches is welcome to be on the pod. So thank you. Follow the Instagram page, Teaching Coaching Radio, and stay tuned for the next one. And I thank you for your continued support. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, give it a five-star rating. It really helps it get out there and, you know, keep it rolling. Thank you.